You are tuned in to La Vita. Welcome. This is your host, Danielle, the Black Velvet. The Breakthrough Series, which we rounded off last week, started off as an outreach to help people who are battling with addictions. In the course of the series, we describe addiction as an urge to do something that is hard to control or stop. And we heard how some addictions begin with a traumatic event from childhood that wasn't processed properly. And I had on board guests who had broken free completely from addictions such as drugs, masturbation, pornography, marijuana, and sex. It was hard not to get too emotional following the Break Free series episodes. Paint it all you want. At the root of every addiction, there is pain. Unfortunately, no matter how much you deny this, addiction does hurt. Some things in life are out of your control and that doesn't mean that you are a failure. Well, you can't be a slave to your fears, to that addiction, that habit all your life. A man is what he hides. Are you struggling to gain control over that habit, that addiction? Have you got into that place where you think you need help? Are you waiting to get to the peak? Are you trying to escape from an unpleasant addiction that seems to control your life? Help is here today. As you know, talking with a therapist, your doctor or a healthcare professional is an important step in getting help and support. And so on this episode, an expert, a mental health practitioner, takes us through this thing called addiction. My guest is the chief consultant psychiatrist, Behavioral Medicine Unit, Karu General Hospital, Abuja. He is also the lead consultant, Commission Healthcare, Abuja. Thank you so much for being here, doctor. I really do appreciate. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we'll start off with this question. What are some of the causes or triggers of addiction? We cannot say there are specific causes of addiction, but there are predisposing factors. There are factors that makes you tend to get dependent. Personally, I prefer to use the word dependence because addiction seems to be a bit serious. It looks like the extreme. And when you are dependent on anything, it means that your activities is focused around things that would make you obtain whatever you are dependent upon. This habit would also affect your performance of major role obligations. Right. Okay, so can people be addicted and not know it or not think so? Well, people that are addicted or that are dependent on a substance are aware in most cases that they are dependent. but. The control to choose to stop is the problem. The control to be able to help yourself is what is lacking. But your judgment is rather impaired because it takes over the whole of your being. And so it is difficult not to know that you are failing in some other instances. In fact, in some cases, they have repeated issues which is substance related. For example, somebody is drunk driving, he crashes. He's taken to the hospital, the police are invited, he gets out of that, he does it again, you know, so they have repeated issues that could be traced to the use of substance. Can anyone become addicted or is it just people with certain personality traits? I would say it is more in certain personality, like they are antisocial, but anyone can actually get addicted. It is said that it's better you don't even try it. Because like I mentioned, it stimulates the reward center in the brain. So if you try it and you try again, 
then you could get to the level of more frequent use and eventually dependence. So yes, anyone can get addicted if you are exposed and you decide to indulge, but then it may be found to be higher in people of certain personality traits, especially the antisocial personality, because one of the characteristics of these traits is that they seem not to learn from previous experience, so they want to do it again. Do men and women differ in terms of their risks of addiction? I would be practical in this one. In my practice, we see more of the men who are dependent on substances. That is not to say that women are also not dependent, but I've seen studies that say the ratio is almost like two to one, uh, the ratio of man to woman in terms of their addiction. What would this be attributed to? Of course, the men are more adventurous, assumably in this climb. Mm. Yes, but the trends seem to be changing. Suffice to say for now, that men seem to be more at risk. Okay, so does the feeling of addiction ever go away? Does someone ever really get cured? When you say feeling, I, I keep using the word dependence because it is a medical challenge and it is treatable. Yes, there are interventions that people could undergo. You have a three-pronged approach, biopsychosocial approach. If there are comorbidities, because there are people that are dependent on substances and have psychological challenges or mental illness coexisting with the dependence on the substance. So for those that have comorbidities, you treat. It's a case of, is it the hen before the egg or the egg before the hen? There are some people in my practice that I've seen who used substance to try to reduce the symptoms of mental health challenge. For example, a man is hearing voices and he could not tell anybody and he sees that when he takes a substance, I don't want to mention names of substance, that it tends to calm him a bit. He's able to cope with those voices. Of recent, a young man told me that he had the feeling that people were staring at him because they had an impression that he's not straight. And so anywhere he goes, it is so distressing. And because of this, he decided to try one of the substances. And he, he, he discovered that when he tries this substance, he doesn't really take note of how people stare at him. So that's how he got dependent on the substance in a bid to take care of, his, of a problem. The people that referred him for intervention referred him as a substance case, while it was actually a comorbid issue with a mental health challenge. So in such a situation, you manage the mental health challenge and you do psychological interventions for the dependence. They go paripasu. One of the characteristics of a dependent person is that at times he tries to stop, but because he's not able to manage the withdrawal effect, he goes back to it. And so, if they come into care, you are able to handle the withdrawal effect so that the transition between dependence and freedom is managed properly. You can only interact with the person, you cannot change his environment. You manage him as an inpatient, he goes back to his old friends, they influence him back. There's this popular saying that hugs, not, not drugs. drugs. Yeah, mm -hmm. so uh, friendship, not indulgence. True. That's the kind of message that we're trying to pass across. So yes, people get taken care of, but when you say cure, it doesn't mean it's 100% of people that intervention is done for that will remain sober. 
but it is also discovered that the more the client stays away from the substance, the more the chances of maintaining sobriety subsequently. In the course of the Breakfree series, I got some feedbacks regarding addiction to masturbation, where a certain guy said, I do it six times a day, and that includes every morning and night. He seems really excited hearing that. Also, there's some debate around whether you can truly be addicted to masturbation, and people have argued if it's a normal and healthy sexual activity, if it's immoral or wrong. I also read that masturbation can actually be good for your health, both mentally and physically. So, if it is this good, why is being addicted to weight bad? Uh, masturbation will be classified or recent under sexual preferences. And uh, as a mental health practitioner, I will not be quick to totally condemn people that engage in masturbation because it's a means of re achieving sexual pleasure. The societal definition of how sexual pleasure should be achieved is based on morality. I'll be more interested in healthy practice. Is it going to cause a major challenge to the health of the individual? Let me ask that which would you prefer, a man that masturbates or a man that molests or rape? A man that masturbates. Because it's not a risk to the society. Yeah. So when we try to define what is right and what is wrong, that would be tending towards morality. So I would rather stick to what is not causing harm to the individual. That is not to say that personally I endorse masturbation. But I'm saying that for me it's not a disturbance of the mental health of the individual. Okay, but someone told me yes. that she started masturbating after she had um, an encounter with her aunt while growing up, you know. She started it at three or four, thereabout, and that as time went on, she she started to depend on it to an extent that she didn't enjoy any you know emotional connection or sexual connection with her boyfriend. And the reason she stopped, the reason she even sought for help, was because whenever she did that, she had this terrible headache. She was restless. You know, she just couldn't control it. So what do you have to say about that? Let me, let me read this to you. Masturbation, just reading from one of the write-ups, okay. masturbation may have several health benefits. Deciding whether to masturbate or not is a personal choice. However, masturbation may have several positive effects, including boosting hormones and chemicals that promote positive emotions, feelings, and sensations. Meanwhile, most negative effects associated with masturbation focus on how someone feels about the act itself how you feel, guilty conscience, guilty conscience, rather than the physical implications on the body. So, that's why I said I would rather be careful when discussing masturbation. The effect that this person feels may be coming because she's getting to the level of dependence. Mm. And there is nothing that you overindulge in that is healthy, even if it is water. She may have headaches probably because she's experiencing several orgasms in a day, and her body is exhausted physically, there are many reasons. For example, she's hypertensive and she's masturbating severally. When you are at the level of orgasm, the blood pressure definitely will go up and it could actually affect her. So there are many other factors that may come into play. Of course, if you are overindulging, you may traumatize yourself 
in a bid to achieve sexual pleasure. So this may be some of the reasons why people may want to discourage it. But like I said, if you put it on a balance, it's a matter of personal choice. So I would not be too judgmental about the issue of masturbation. My counsel would be do not overindulge. Caution is advised. Someone out there is saying, I am tired. My entire body tells me to stop, but I can't stop being addicted to that thing. I can't stop being dependent on that substance. I sincerely want to stop, but I lack the willpower. What should someone do in such a situation? My advice would be to seek expert intervention. If he gets to meet someone that is into mental health, a clinical psychologist, a social worker, psychiatric nurse, the psychiatrist, they will lead him to the right person. So my advice is when you realize that whatever you are doing has effects on you, then you should seek help. The experts will direct you on how to go about it. Now, whatever advice the person is giving, there is need for commitment on the part of the client. There is need for sincerity of purpose. No matter what anybody does, if the client is not interested in the process, then it's likely to go back to it. The longer the client stays away from the substance, the better the outcome of the intervention. Did you hear that? Seek help, be sincere and be committed. What a way to end this series. If you ask me, I'd say this was totally worth it. To you listening, are you trapped in what seems to have become a norm in your life? Listen, you no longer have to be a slave to it. And with sobriety, great willpower and determination, it is possible to gain back that sense of freedom you felt you lost so long ago. You can begin the healing process to end the hurt and harm. You too can have and enjoy a better life. I agree, stopping an addiction takes time. But always remind yourself that no matter what the situation is, I have a choice. Everyone has the need and the desire to be free. And you know that you are addicted doesn't make you abnormal. But you can also stop it because someone else did. Yes, you can. For listening on to the end it means a lot please remember that we are not just telling stories we are changing lives and anytime you share this content you are helping to touch and change lives too stay tuned to la vita podcast for more intriguing contents on sundays at 3 p.m nigerian time would you like to talk to me or share some live episodes have you got a message for me do send a message on my social media platforms or a direct message to my podcast channel there is a plus sign on your screen and a voice message right beside it you can reach me in just one click until i come your way again i'm sending you virtual hugs and smiles i remain your usual host danielle the black velvet stay beautiful la vita explore the life